All right, so we're recording another episode. We're still chugging along in this holiday season. Um, today, we're just going to get right into it. We've got Jason Bessie, um, longtime friend of mine at Dustin's. Um, and I think the best way to kind of introduce Jay is to let Jay talk about his life resume, as Austin Stanley would say. So without further ado, <laughs> we're just going to get right into it. All right. Uh, so uh, happy to be here. Uh, I'm stoked to... Just uh, be on your guys' uh, podcast. I like what you guys are doing, and uh, it's cool just uh, to hear everyone's perspectives. And uh, you guys got some interesting guests, so appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, it'll be cool to give my little spiel. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting uh, for this one for a while. Yeah, be a good one. <laughs> this is exciting. So, yeah, I, uh, I too, uh, grew up in the area. I uh, grew up in uh, Lansing, actually, and... Uh, Went to, uh, actually in high school, I was able to uh, get a second in state in wrestling. I don't know if you guys even knew that, but <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. So that was kind of a cool highlight for me, but uh, that it really showed me, you know, the dedication to, like, hard work and, like, how everything can, you know, when you work hard at something, you could really uh, see, uh, you know, the advantages of it, and it'll change your life and everything. It helped me get into college. Uh, I went to the University of Chicago. And uh, what'd you go for? Uh, I switched about six times. I <laughs> uh, had no clue what I wanted to do. It was a liberal arts college and it didn't really give me a lot of direction. I mean, it made me like study really hard. It gave me good study skills. But yeah, I, yeah, I didn't do anything with it, which uh, after that, I ended up actually midway through, like, my junior year, I was just, like, fed up with, like, writing papers and everything, and I was like, man, I really want to do something cool. Like, this is so boring. Like, it's not really, like, I'm not, I didn't feel like I was really, you know, it wasn't my passion, I guess you could say, and, uh, I started looking online, I was like, man, I got to do something cool, and I was like, I ended up, like, finding the trails, you know, the three big trails, like the Appalachian Trail, the Continental Divide Trail, and the Pacific Crest Trail, and I really researched them, and I was like, man, the Pacific Crest Trail seems like an amazing place, so, like, I kind of had that in the back of my mind, like, I'm going to do that when I'm done. Yeah. But I ended up uh, actually (laughs) going out, taking a semester off, and uh, working in a, in a uh, ski resort out in Colorado for a season, which was amazing. And then I kind of got hooked. And after college, I went out to, to Aspen, lived out there, and was a, kind of a bit of a ski bum for, for a while. I worked at the Ritz-Carlton and, uh, you know, helped guests uh, check in. And I was like a bell captain slash valet slash... <laughs> whatever out there whatever they need you to be <laughs> oh yeah yeah and, and it, it was amazing because i like i would uh i would snowboard all day get off the mountain <laughs> ski to my house like it was like a, a legit like ski and ski out where right where i lived because it was yeah. employee housing and uh after that um I would then I would go to work and just repeat it all over again. <laughs> get off of work at eleven o'clock and at night and come back and get fresh pow the next day. <laughs> so what time do you start in the morning usually? 
Uh, I can't remember. The lifts would open either 8 or 9 o'clock. It was something like that. But, you know, catching the first chair is pretty awesome when you get, you know, a big snow because yeah. everybody wants to be on the, the fluffy powder. It's it it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys have experienced it at all. But no, never like yeah. that. Never to that extent. No. Just pack okay. snow. Yeah. yeah, when you're on ice, it's, I mean, it's cool for sure, but once you're on, like, some deep snow, it's like you're floating, and, like, really? when you fall, it doesn't matter. You could, like, jump off, like, 20, 30-foot cliffs, and you're fine. Really? Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> That's good to know. That's wild. So, everybody kind of lives for that out there, but, huh. yeah, so, um, after, actually, while I was in Aspen, I kind of got to, I was in an avalanche, uh, an avalanche, like, level two class where, like, I started talking with some of the ski patrollers. Yeah. And they got me really interested in, like, kind of becoming an EMT. And then on from there, I went and got my paramedic and yeah. then started working for the fire departments and everything. So What made you take the avalanche class? Was that part of the ski resort? or? Uh, no, because I started getting crazy and getting out into the backcountry to oh. where I wanted to be safe if I was out there. <laughs> so it was there. for your own like, good, really? Yeah, we yeah. were, like, okay. snowmobiling, like, you know, five, ten miles out of, like, the resort areas and stuff and, like, getting the really – deep snow okay <laughs> so we me and my buddies wanted to be safe with like working with beacons and shovels and probes yeah. and all that so that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah so so you got into you started in ems out there yeah out there. i went to colorado mountain college out there got my emt and then was volunteering at a fire department out there and uh then went into paramedic school I actually needed a year of anatomy before going into paramedic school. So. Really? Yeah. Different standard for sure. Yeah. I don't know. It was kind of interesting. So, yeah. yeah. This gives you a one-up, I guess, when you get in there. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, it's, I, it's, I actually really liked anatomy and physiology. Yeah, so, so, like, before we get into the trail and everything, how did yeah. you end up from Colorado to out back in Indiana? Oh, uh, so yeah, um, I was out there, I actually got married, um, to my wife, uh, we moved back out there and the funny story is like, I know you just recently got married to Isto and, uh, so we like had a house, we had a, an apartment lined up with this person, right? And like, I knew I could like go work back at the Ritz Carlton and everything, but I didn't like have any, I didn't have it lined up yet. Mm -hmm. And the, the rent, the landlord was like, he's like, yeah, uh, you know, come on out. And we, we moved all our stuff out there. And then he found out like neither one of us had a job and my wife was a nurse too. And, uh, so she figured she could get something, you know. Right. And he didn't found out we didn't have a job, and then he said, "No, you guys, you guys can't have it." <laughs> so we ended oh. up moving out there, and we like camped, newly married. We ended up our first house was a tent. We nice. like we we had we ended up having to camp for like two weeks, <laughs> really? two three weeks to try to find another apartment because like 
play at, like rental houses and stuff are kind of hard to come by so really kinda, yeah wow. that's incredible <laughs> yeah, yeah so i was like we can only go up from here you know <laughs> is it a one, bed, one bed one bath tent or two beds one <laughs> it wasn't that yeah, big like, but, yeah. four man tent ten oh, man yeah. tent was, an outhouse. it was like a four man possibly. yeah, yeah. so <laughs> Enough for an air mattress. Yeah, we were cozy. we were living yeah. real comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and the joke with tents is like, if it's a four man, it's like you can only fit like two people in there, like comfortably. <laughs> there's no, there's no way you're fitting four people in there unless right? you're like. And we had a dog spooning. Too. Yeah, so, and a dog <laughs> 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 at the time. So that's awesome. Yeah. So um, where was I going? With so that? that brought you back to Indiana. Oh, so yeah, I I finished my paramedic out there and like. You know, living in up in up in the mountains out there, there's not a lot of changeover with like paramedic jobs and everything. So I kind of figured I had a way better shot to like bust in somewhere as a paramedic out here because you know, and both of our families out here, so yeah, we knew like it would be easier to get into the. Well, I would have been able to get into the fire academy out there, but like to be able to like really start working full-time as a paramedic it would have been easier out here so we moved back and we knew that we wanted to like start having kids too so i mean having family around is priceless it really is yeah when you when you start having some kids which i have three of them (laughs) and uh they're all amazing it's it's a blessing from the lord for sure yeah it's hard at times but (laughs) i love it so that's good yeah yeah it's awesome to hear so, um, and then, uh, yeah, so I was a firefighter paramedic for like five years all throughout Northwest Indiana, worked at like four different departments throughout. Seems like we've all done that. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Everyone does the shuffle for a little while. Oh, yeah. 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 And, you know. So I just like being paramedic. I loved it. Uh, I did. I, I mean, I, I loved the thrill of it and, you know, just the variety you never know what the heck you're gonna get you might get called to a lift assist and it's full rest and you're like all right here we go yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> so, our, yeah and oh go ahead. go ahead no please oh i was just gonna say and you know like being a paramedic it's it's sad sometimes but it's a lot of fun when you get to use all your skills that you've been trained to use you know? right so. and i feel like we all overlapped our employment kind of overlapped each other as Dustin yeah. and I was coming in the fire service. You were probably right around the middle of your five year career mm-hmm. at that department. And, um, I, I don't know what it is, but while I did my own shuffle throughout this, this area, I think that department for whatever reason being as a lot of times there's only three of you and yeah. then you get like maybe some volunteers once in a while, like, and for whatever reason, that place just attracted like some bad calls. So like oh, some really, yeah hard calls and like I don't know what it is I anywhere I've worked since then like it's never compared to like the experience I got there so like being a paramedic full-time there I think you really probably got to see some oh yeah off the wall it was great stuff I, yeah it really was yeah. I feel like in that you know in that town people wait to the very last second to call <laughs> they're almost dead right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, know, I got know, cut you, off I can wait a minute yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. Let's just see if it stops on its own. <laughs> I like one of the hospitals around here is always like, what science project are you guys are bringing in this? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. They're coming. <laughs> They're coming from that yeah. town. They just, they, just, they just know it's bad. Right. <laughs> so how did you, how did you transition from paramedic to nursing? What made you want to, like, get out of the fire service? Honestly, I... I kind of just got tired of working a lot of part-time gigs just because I was, you know, which I enjoyed, but I felt like I was taking away from my family. You know, you go from a 24 somewhere, your main job, and then you're going and doing a 12 or a 24 somewhere else, and, you know, you're not home for quite some time, and, you know, I felt like to be able to provide for the family and everything, and my wife was working full time and I felt like something kind of needed to change. I I mean, I not that I wanted to do something different per se, but I felt like it was kind of a just a sacrifice that I needed to make so that it'd be a little bit better for the family. Yeah. That's and have right. more time with them. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, so and my, I I knew what my wife was making as a nurse I figured you know if I could get in and go through school and you know be working full-time she might not possibly even have to work and be able to spend more time with the kids right so and you're, you're done with school now are you doing nursing now or you still have a little bit <laughs> yeah so I went I went through like uh, accelerated nursing program it was like maybe a year or so I had to do some prereqs to get in. I was actually doing those while at the fire department. <laughs> <laughs> some of them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I did that. Uh, I've worked in the ICU for, like, two and a half years now. Oh, wow. And yeah. So, it's, I mean, time flies, right? That's yeah. wild. And actually, just recently, I uh, applied for a nurse anesthetist uh, school. And I just recently got accepted oh, into that. Congrats. So, yeah, That's awesome. Thank you. It'll be kind of like a combination of being all the things I like as a paramedic and all the things I like as a nurse. And it's all into like One that profession. profession. Yeah. Yeah. So for the people who aren't as medically privy, uh, yeah. what, what is a nurse anesthetist? So basically you're the person that's like maintaining uh, – homeostasis of a patient and putting them under for surgery and providing an airway if it needs it or like you know paralyzing them possibly if they need be like and you're keeping them under through, yeah and then you're making sure they wake up obviously and, uh, <laughs> that's important <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you could also like kind of be in charge of like pain management and stuff like after after the case Okay. OR, so, yeah. So, do you guys, are you guys the ones that start, like, the big, like, needles that go in your artery? Yeah, they, yeah. Know, central okay. lines? Yeah, yeah, no, that's not a central line, but... Which yeah. ones are you talking about? The central lines, in, that's, like, where you give medication. He's talking about a art line, an oh, arterial line. Oh, gotcha. That's, like, those are amazing because you can, like, monitor blood pressure, like, real time. It, oh, you really? You give them medication, you could see what it does and wow. watch their blood pressure, like... Every second, it's beat it. It it's taking their blood pressure. Yeah. That's wild. 
Yeah. That's good. I did not know that. Yeah. More and health. you can, like, pull blood samples right off of it and everything and see, like, how well they're oxygenating and their pH levels and everything. So Like the yeah. ABGs? Is that like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's ABGs, where yeah. ABGs come from. Okay. This is an art line. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Very nice. So. so, you've got quite the resume, really, that precedes you um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. from, you know, hiking and... Uh, skiing the resort i i just think it's i just think it's incredibly interesting um but today's episode we're going to talk about the the pacific trail the pacific crest trail specifically so specifically (laughs) 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 so um you mentioned you briefly touched on it you decided you wanted to do it earlier in your life and what what made you follow through and do it finally and what part of your life where kind of did that fall uh, so, yeah, I, I think I was maybe out in Aspen for maybe a year or so, and uh, I just decided that I was I was going to do it. I mean, um, and I talked with a buddy from, from high school about it prior to that, and he's like, yeah, you know, it was a good time for him, too, and everything, and uh, we just decided we were going to go after it. <laughs> oh, so you were you were with someone when you did this? Yeah, okay. I, I had a buddy that hiked it with me. That's um, good. Yeah, a real good buddy from high school. So, so how did you guys pick? I know you said you looked at the Appalachian Trail, you looked at the Pacific Crest, then you looked at uh, what was the other one again? Uh, the Continental like, Divide. Yeah, Continental Divide. How did you yeah. guys pick the PCT over the other two? Well, I kind of, I kind of just had it in my mind that I was doing that yeah. already, like before talking with him um i mean just kind of some of the facts off of the pct like there's so much variety there like that that's why i uh wanted to do that one uh the at like it's cool like a lot of people do it um or the appalachian trail i should say the at uh they call it the green tunnel so like Basically, you're kind of, like, in the trees the whole time in the forest, which is awesome, but, like, you don't get a lot of, like, peeking out where you, like, see for miles and you're up on the mountaintops. And the PCT offers that a lot more, like, because it goes through Oregon, or it goes through, it starts at the border of uh, Mexico. So... <laughs> I legitimately, like, started on the fence line, of, or, like, it was actually a wall there, and uh, we, we <laughs> one of my buddies lived in San Diego, he dropped us off, and he had to go to work early in the morning, so, like, it was dark when we got there. And we literally, like, saw Border Patrol with their binoculars, like, <laughs> looking down the line. Like, we're like, okay, let's maybe Start get north. going. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I guess, but, like, walk us through the initial process, like, what gear you needed, like, what you brought. Um, obviously, I'm assuming you flew into San Diego then. Yeah. And then like, you What went into your off. planning process? Uh-huh. Planning-wise, uh, I mean, I had all my, like, gear and everything already, like, bought, um, but which I did a lot of research and stuff because, like, you could get crazy on that stuff, like, with, like, weight. People, like, end up, like, when they get really crazy about it, they, like, cut the ends of their toothbrushes off just to, like, 
get rid of all the weight. Really? Like, they'll have, like, little... <laughs> yeah. Just the I, I wasn't all about that, but, like, you can... I'm, the reason I'm saying that is, like, you can get, like, really, really expensive gear that's, like, super ultralight, but it just depends on, like, how much you really want to spend or, like, compromise your whatever you're going to do, you know, your comfort, I guess. Yeah. So. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I researched that stuff a lot. But the since I was out in Colorado, my buddy was, like, out here in this area. And uh, I flew back. Or I, I think I, drew ba- I drove back. And then uh, we, uh, we had a week to get everything ready to go. We, like, went to – I think we went to Sam's Club and we bought, like, a 50-pound bag of rice. and like we've bought so much ramen so much like instant potatoes like just like tons of stuff like and uh we ended up like what did we make we made 24 packages because we figured out like mileage wise how long it was going to be between each town and we like individually like packaged each one and like labeled them all and everything and like and uh, the uh, so then like my mom was actually like sending them out as we were going because what you do is you um, you put it under general delivery at the post office and they'll hang on to that package for like two weeks. So we would go when we get into a town, we'd go straight to the post office and get our new package, and we'd know like okay, we got this many days between these towns based off of mileage like so everything was individually packaged yeah that's really that's really interesting that's, yeah, that's yeah wild. it was <laughs> a lot it of was kind of rice what's that <laughs> a lot of weight with the rice no no uh, i mean yeah. everything was like everything was like basically you add water to it you know so sort of like rather like major components that you brought for like i guess survival um, I mean, basically all you really need, I didn't bring much. I mean, it, it's basically kind of like the essentials. That's what really, really like taught me what you needed in life. Like, I mean, it was a, you get comfortable with like just having food, water, shelter and clothing. I mean, it was, it was an amazing experience, like really opened my eyes to, a lot and just realizing like how blessed we are in our lives like with all this other stuff which you really don't need honestly like I mean yeah you need money to survive and everything else but like I mean I had a tent uh you know a sleeping bag bag and a sleeping pad and uh and then like you know your little stove I I ended up uh we ended up getting these little like pop can stoves. Have you guys ever seen those? No, I don't they're think actually so. made out of like the aluminum from pop, like two pop cans, and they're like maybe a couple ounces only. And you just add like white gas to it, and then it could be that could be your stove instead of like carrying like heavier a whole like camp stove. stove. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Really. And we ended up, like, switching out. We learned a lot, like, kind of along the way and dropped a lot of weight as we went. But I uh, 
Yeah, I didn't get too crazy with the weight, but yeah. So, hmm. so when you guys were, you guys started down in near California Mexico border. Yeah, it was like guys, Campo, Ca- uh, California, I think. And then yeah. you guys worked all the way up. Yeah. North to the Canadian U.S. border, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it goes through uh, California, Oregon, and uh, Washington. Okay. Yep. So, I guess what would be your most? Did you guys have any challenging like? events along the way that maybe oh yeah i got all kinds of stories (laughs) 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 yeah um challenging i mean every every day was kind of a different sort of a challenge you know but um early on like one of the biggest things when you first start like the first 600 miles is in the desert and i mean I think we started in like April, so it wasn't like super hot yet, but um, to find water was like one of the biggest challenges because like we knew like where water sources were supposed to be, but sometimes they weren't based off of, you know, what was going on. And we would find like, there were like trail angels actually, they call them, they're like, uh, they basically like will do all kinds of stuff. They'll drive you around. But there were, like, trail I'll talk about those, the trail angels a little later. But they they would, like, go and fill up, like, water bottles for people. Like, there'd be, like, you know, just a bunch of milk jugs. It'd be, like, a water cache, they'd call it. And that was, like, a lifesaver with what some of the trail angels were doing because of, like, just the – you know, one time we ended up running out of water for like, I don't know, maybe like 10 miles. It was rough, like, because it was like starting to get a little hot and like we were like trying to search and search. <laughs> we couldn't find nothing. So we just kept going and eventually uh, we were able to make it to a town, but, or to find a water source and then we were close to a town. So. Yeah, that that was probably the challenge, the most challenging part, like on the southern part. But then, like once we got up into the mountains, because it follows the Sierra Nevada, or the Sierra Nevadas, and then the um, uh, the Cascade Range. So through the Sierras, there was just, I mean, water everywhere, like waterfalls, like natural springs like we we'd hike along the rivers and stuff so but yeah it was uh I mean it it was really an uh, amazing experience like all the people I met um there were for like I think for a month we had like eight people hiking with us where we would like determine where we were going to camp that day or whatnot that's cool yeah so we had a good time so you guys would meet up with other hikers too mm-hmm. and kind of just yeah were they hiking the whole trail or did they just kind of hike parts with you guys or um no like most of the people we met like were hiking the whole trail um because usually i mean they're unless they were like section hiking like where you're doing like you know a couple hundred miles or something but almost everyone we met were through hikers they'd call them when you're trying to do the whole thing so how long did it take you guys to do the whole thing? It was uh, five and a half months. Yeah. 
and uh, you really got comfortable just uh, sleeping on the ground, you know? <laughs> like, Probably get used to it, I imagine, after a little Oh, bit. <laughs> yeah, you, you just, like, find a flat spot, and, oh, this looks like a good good place for the night it's by a water source. <laughs> this is a nice rock. <laughs> yeah, well, why not? <laughs> yeah. How but, many people do you think you saw on average, not counting, like, the people you hiked with for about a month, like, would you see per day? Just, like, people, like, oh, just regular people yeah. not hiking? I mean, Honestly, like, sometimes you wouldn't see anybody yeah. all day. Like, it depended on where you were. Um, if you are like, kind of, like, deep into, like, a wilderness area or something, like, you wouldn't see very many people. You'd maybe see a couple here and there. But um, once you, like, started, once you were, like, within two or three miles of, like, a, a legit, like, trailhead, then you'd start seeing a lot of people. So... You know, because, like, it goes through all kinds of, I mean, national national forests and, like, um, uh, national parks, too. So there's all kinds of people yeah, hiking out there. Quite the... Yeah, seven national parks. It goes through uh, Sequoia, Kings Canyon, Yosemite, Lassen Volcanic Park, Crater Lake, Mount Rainier, and Cascade National Park. I'm quite partial to Crater Lake myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard your your story. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty spot for sure. Yeah. It's a yeah. cool area. It's amazing how deep that, like, crater is, though. It's, really it's a very is. big crater. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it says it's the one of the deepest lakes in the nation, right? Really? It's, like, 1,645 feet. Wow, it's... It's quite the fact there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's insane. <laughs> so, I guess, so that was the, on the bottom part of the trail, water. And getting farther up the trail, mm -hmm. more towards, I guess, is, is it more wooded up there once you get up that way? Or? Oh, yeah. I mean, you'd go through, like, woods, and then you'd get above tree line a lot of the way um, once – you're like in the high Sierras, you'd go over like peaks and crests and um, you wouldn't see water for a little while in there. But once you like peek out and like come down the, come down the passes, then you'd get back into the national, or back into the um, forested areas and then you'd always find water there. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of like snow melt off and everything like that i mean we'd have to sometimes we'd have to like go over snow actually yeah in some areas yeah there were people that like ended up having to turn back because there was like so much snow before we got there really? like a week before we got there because the snow Just was so deep still. really wow. yeah in the high high sierras so so oh, go ahead oh go ahead please so when you guys to the desert, how long did it take you roughly to get from the southern end to, I guess, where you started seeing wilderness? Um, was it an easier hike up there? Oh, it was amazing because you enjoyed it. I mean, the, <laughs> it, like, the it, was a little, it was a little rough through the desert at times for sure. Um, I don't know how long it took me, honestly. Um, I know I was in... On the 4th of July, I was in Yosemite, and I actually, like, was on top of the peak in Half Dome. Oh, so I oh, called nice. my dad from up there. I knew, like, 
he has a Fourth of July party every year, so yeah. I called him. I was like, he didn't. He probably didn't know what I was talking about. But I was like, <laughs> I'm on top of half dome right now. That's awesome. Thinking about you guys. That's <laughs> God, good for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was cool. That was like kind of a little bit of a side trip, like off of the trail, because it follows all the way through there and i i wanted to i always wanted to see like all of yosemite because all yeah. the there's just amazing waterfalls and the terrain there is just gorgeous yeah, i'm pretty sure that's america's like most one of america's most visited national parks mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was it was very busy once i got down there i actually <laughs> because i didn't really like didn't have access to like plan anything or whatnot and I'm used to just kind of like finding a flat spot to to sleep I got down on half dome (laughs) no no I wish (laughs) no but I like I went all the way down because I like I wanted to get something to eat right like and I was down in the village and there was like no campsites whatsoever really it was completely booked it's the fourth of July oh yeah (laughs) and like so I ended up like just like pulling out my sleeping bag and I slept behind a horse stable. <laughs> I stealth camped. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't get in trouble. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like a kick in the line. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. So yeah, a lot of times like when you get into towns you would you would do that because you didn't want to like Honestly, you didn't want to pay for, like, a campsite. You're like, I could camp for free on the trail. Right. So, like, that was the challenging part. Like, when we get into a town, like, sometimes, like, was, you know, being able to find a place. And, like, a lot of times we would just, like, find these, like, little wooded areas outside of a parking lot. (laughs) You just, like, camp forever. (laughs) Like, you don't put your tent up. You wait till it gets dark, and then you just roll your sleeping bag out and hope it doesn't rain. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys run into any, like, uh, bear encounters or anything or no? Uh, yeah. Uh, Never, like, I guess, like, close calls, not, like, anything no, like, you no, saw I mean, there, but, you know. I mean, I, I saw a bear here and there. Um, actually, it was in Yosemite that one of the guys, like, we'd see here and there, he was there at right around the, I think around the same time, and he was, like, he actually had a hammock. They have these like enclosed hammocks that like have a, they have like a roof over it and it's it's got netting and everything around it so it keeps the mosquitoes out. Yeah. And anyways, like he put his pack underneath the underneath his hammock, and a freaking bear woke him up in the middle of the night. It, like, brushed his back up against his back because it grabbed his pack and started running off. (laughs) (laughs) And he woke up and he started screaming at the bear, you know, because, like, all his stuff was in there. Yeah. And the bear ended up dropping it. But, yeah, that's, like, it's weird, man. There's, like, the only place I've ever seen, like, the rangers there had paintball guns. Really? And they were like shooting the bears because they <laughs> because they're like such a nuisance there. Because people like people don't take proper etiquette out there. They don't know what they're doing and like yeah. they leave food out everywhere. So like the bears are gonna come where the yeah. food is, yeah. you know. 
Yogi Bear. He's going for a picnic. <laughs> hey, it's a nice picnic basket. <laughs> <laughs> so. So did you have any experiences that were, like, scary? Were you, like, I guess, maybe not such, like, a bear encounter, but, like, something where you're, like, an oh, shit moment? Um, honestly, not, not really. Um, nothing, like, insane happened. Um, I could share a story about um, some other hikers that they they shared the story with me that were was kind of an oh shit moment I guess you could say, um, but like it was oh it was like early on in the trail like we were still in the desert and these guys were like kind of they were they were smoking weed quite a bit a lot throughout the trail I mean you know I wasn't I wasn't really like with them per se but we'd run into them here and there and like they (laughs) they decided that it was better to sleep during the day because of the heat and then hike at night so they ended up like hiking down through the desert and like they were they found a spot it was like kind of a little there were some trees around and stuff and bushes and they set up camp they were like about to go to sleep and all of a sudden they hear this like they were like what in the world was that you know like and and like it felt like they said they like almost felt like the volume of the roar so they're like freaking out and i'm sure they were probably high so they (laughs) were like super paranoid (laughs) on top of everything else (laughs) so this one guy like the one guy said he like picked up his hiking pole and he's like (laughs) kind of like looking like and they're going back and forth like what do you think that was you know like what what was that and like one guy was like, you know, Sasquatch or whatever. <laughs> and then the other guy, this other guy was like super tired. He's like, ah, that was an elk, man. Don't don't worry about it. There's elk out here. <laughs> you know? He was like trying to convince himself. So like they heard it again, right? And like they're all freaking out. Eventually they go to sleep. I don't know how, but they go to sleep. And then the next morning they wake up and they look and like now that it's light out they they can see there's like an entire like retired animal like far- sanctuary from like hollywood from like the the different um like the animals the different yeah. animals that were like in movies and stuff that yeah. are retired and there's a freaking lion in the cage <laughs> right next to him <laughs> <laughs> Like no, no. you know, a couple like like tw- like twenty yards away or something. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's wild. They didn't see it though because like they pulled off of the trail. Like it goes really close to the trail. Oh, yeah. that's crazy! Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. wild. <laughs> Plus, putting a little mean of blazing your own trail here. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. So on a little rabbit trail here. Um, yeah. So you mentioned Sasquatch. I know whenever I've traveled out to, like, Oregon, they're really big. Oh, yeah. They believe. Do you, after hiking the trail, believe Sasquatch is real? Um, I have not encountered Sasquatch. Um, he believes. He believes. I, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't doubt that there could be something out there, um, but I don't know. 
I, I don't think so, personally, but, you know, there could be things out there that you never you never know. Yeah. It's like yeah. a new species or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, considering the ocean, we haven't, like, you know, found pretty much so much there's still sea down there, so it's right. possible. Yeah, and knowing how thick the forest is out there and, yeah. like, how, I mean, who knows what's out there. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can hike... <laughs> You said you hiked tons of the trail, never saw anybody. So, I mean, there's, oh yeah, I'm sure, millions of acres of wilderness that you just never see. Right. In, unless you're in it. And, and so you hiked dense. through it and probably still didn't see 99% of what was there. Right. You know? Yeah. Was there any point in time that you guys were like, you wanted to stop, turn back, or were you guys overall fairly confident throughout the whole thing? You know, there were days where it was like, rough for sure um you know rain getting rained on and it's like freezing rain you're like ah this sucks you know but I never like really thought I was gonna quit because of it um one of my the buddy I hiked with he actually ended up I think he ended up getting either food poisoning or giardia and uh he ended up having to to stop for like a week because he was like peeing out of his butt oh gosh yeah which it actually worked out perfect though where it happened it sucks that happened but we had a buddy that was like living in portland okay so like he was able to like stay at his house He's like, hey, what's up? I'm going to be pooping in the week. <laughs> you ever crash on your toilet, bro? <laughs> For like a week. <laughs> Did you stay with? No, I ended you up kept going? I, I ended up keeping kept going and then like I ended up meeting up with him a little bit later. So Did he catch up to you or did he just jump back on the trail? He jumped back were? on the trail. Okay. Yeah. So Yeah, my buddy drove him there or whatnot. So like a for like a week I was kind of like all by myself which which was cool in a way you know but yeah. maybe it's nice little, being with yeah. people yeah for sure. gives yeah. you a little bit of sense of you know security I'm sure yeah yeah a little bit right. so what was your what was your most favorite thing that you saw on the entire trail my favorite like section Probably. Maybe such what's your favorite or moment, park or like yeah. moment, like all of it. The Dude, thing that sticks out in your mind the most. Yeah. Honestly, one of the things that like really changed me and like was like seeing how generous people are and like how awesome people can be. Like, like all the trail angels and stuff that were like volunteering their time and like they'd have like a cooler full of like pop beer, like food, like at like trailheads and they're just hanging out like wanting to meet the hikers and like when you like hike past that like that's like magical they call it trail magic like having a pop is like the best thing in the world after like hiking for like days on end and you're drinking water and you know like you're eating ramen like it's (laughs) like man this is amazing like having a pop or a beer is like it it's awesome like we take a lot of things for granted you know and like the trail angels too like there were probably like 15 different probably 15 or 20 different times where people invited us to their house really you know like because you got 
you run into people like you have to hitchhike into towns and stuff and like certain people are like doing it all the time like they're like established trail angels some people we just meet and they're like oh that's an awesome story like you know we we look like freaking homeless people probably <laughs> you know and they're like yeah come on we'll feed you you can use our shower the first thing like when when they invite you in they're like yeah you can use the shower and like because we stunk you don't smell it on you when you stink because you don't shower for like seven days on end you know yeah. like you might be out on the trail and, like, once you shower and, like, being in a warm shower is the ma- most amazing thing that you ever – like, it's just black running off, like, because your legs are, like, yeah. so saturated with, like, dirt and everything. But, like, once you shower and, like, if there's other hikers around you, you're, like, man, you do stink. Like, <laughs> you notice everyone else is stank after you, after you shower. You do stink. <laughs> So, yeah, that was, like, that was amazing. Like, just people, like, letting us sleep in their houses sometimes, like, sleep in the backyards. They'd cook up big meals for us and stuff. And it was just refreshing because, like, I don't know. You don't see people, like, doing that kind of stuff all the time, you know? Yeah. Even, like, around here, I feel like everybody's in such a hurry and into themselves and, like, I don't know everything's so much more important than like helping someone else, you know? I mean, there's good people out here for sure, but yeah. you know, it was just neat to see all those different things that happened. And, um, for like a section of the trail, probably like the high Sierras were like the prettiest place. One of the prettiest places I've ever been. Um, and actually the John Muir trail, follows the Pacific Crest Trail and the John Muir Trail would be like a great like section hike for somebody who wants to like get into like hiking and like kind of see. So the John Muir Trail is like a 211 mile section of the trail and it like goes through Yosemite and Sequoia and Kings Canyon and then it actually finishes on Mount Whitney which is like the highest peak in the lower 48. It's like a 14,000 foot peak. And uh, you could see Death Valley from the top of it, like kind of, and that's the lowest peak in the in the US, I think, like Badwater it's called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that that's a really, that's, it's some of the prettiest area I've ever seen. Um, and just like waterfalls and, all kinds of granite peaks everywhere like but that would probably like for somebody it'd probably take like three weeks maybe two to three weeks of hiking, hiking. yeah so and how many miles a day were you hiking 20 to like 35 a day but then we had like maybe like 20 or 30 days where we like took a zero day yeah where you don't hike maybe we'd be in a cool town or like just chill recover trail angel would be there and you're like yeah this is a cool spot to like recover (laughs) you know so did you ever take a zero day like on the trail in the woods or was it always like if you're gonna take a zero you go in the town i think maybe once possibly there was like a cool like 
watering hole type of place, like a waterfall, and we were camping there, and we are like, yeah, let's just hang out here. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, it's such, like, a beautiful place. So. Yeah, that's kind of good, though. You can stop and, like, you know, kind of take everything in and enjoy it, you know? Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So we have, I read on here that the record for hiking through there is about 60 days. Yeah, that, I mean that's trail. that's insane. I I think that person probably had a lot of help. I mean, to where like people would, like set up stuff for him. They basically just like ultra ran it, probably. Like, which that is sounds insane. horrible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel you can't even because to me, if like I was gonna hike this trail, I'd want to like take everything in, like enjoy it, because like I mean, right. really, that's. I feel like half of what it is is just mm-hmm. enjoying it and proving yourself you can do it. So like, yeah, to to run the whole thing, <laughs> it's like right. I don't know. It's a cool record yeah. to have. It's an awesome <laughs> yeah, record to have. But I think it's also cool to like you you guys like explore the towns, explore like the oh, yeah. nature and, and all, every part of it. Just really just take in every moment of mm-hmm. it. And, and the culture of it. I mean, just like you're like instantly friends with whoever's hiking on the trail. Like you might not hang out with that person normally. Yeah. But, like, there's, like, just kind of a – just an amazing culture to where, like, actually everybody gets trail names on the trail to where, like, something that's happened to you on the trail or whatnot, like, they'll – so, like, I don't even know what real people's names are. (laughs) The people I was hiking with, like, everybody gets a trail name and you just call them by their trail name. What was your trail name? Uh, mine was Scuba, Scuba? actually. Yeah. Uh, early, that one. Uh, <laughs> early on in the trail, uh, there was a, there was a guy that we were at these like deep Creek, uh, hot springs. It was like natural hot springs with like a river that ran right alongside of it. And they were like posted up a lot higher than the than the river itself and somehow he lost his sunglasses I think it was into the river and I don't know the river is like maybe 15 feet deep or something so I like started like diving down and like finding all these different things in the river like I was pulling (laughs) up random things like and I couldn't find his sunglasses right away but like I pulled like probably like five different things out of the river and then really? I got his sunglasses, and they gave me the name Scuba. Wow. <laughs> well earned, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Was your buddy's name food poisoning? Yeah. <laughs> no, actually. No. It, it did deal with food, though. What um, was it? He, uh, so, like, when when you go into, like, towns, you just, like, you're, like, a pregnant woman, pretty much, because you were so hungry. Like, you can't eat enough, basically. So we go into towns, and, like, I mean, I would end up, like, buying, like, ice cream. Like, you'd sit there and eat an entire gallon of ice cream outside the grocery store. Just cramming calories. There are like, people that are walking by, like, <laughs> every once in a while, people would, like, hand us money. Because they thought we were homeless. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I had, like, a, a, sometimes I get, like, a beer and like ice cream or like you go to like a restaurant and like just be craving a burger for like a week straight. You're like, I'm getting a burger when we get into town, you know, but my buddy, for some reason he had this craving for pickles. 
He'd eat like an entire jar of pickles when we get into a town. So they ended up calling him Pickle Monster. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the, what was the, that one's really good. Yeah. What's what was like the craziest name or like the off the wall name you probably encountered? Or is there anybody you remember? I mean, nothing like too crazy. There was one. There was one, I can't remember exactly his full name because he had, like, a couple. It was, like, Ass Scratcher or something <laughs> or another. Like, <laughs> I don't know how he got that one either. We, like, just briefly met that guy. <laughs> What's up, Ass Scratcher? How are you? <laughs> See you, Pickle Monster. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So when you guys got to the end of Trail Up North, Mm-hmm. Did you guys have somebody pick you up, or how did you guys end up getting back to wherever your end destination was? You hike like 10 or 15 miles into Canada, and we ended up hitchhiking back to Vancouver. And then I I think I took a, I ended up taking an Amtrak back to Seattle. And my dad actually, he, uh, flew out there to meet me and uh we ended up taking the Amtrak back through all the way back home but we like stopped at a couple of like national parks on the way which was really cool and that would have been back to Colorado at the time or Indiana um I think well I I hung out in in Illinois for a little bit oh, okay. yeah I came back to Chicago for a little bit and then ended up going back out to Colorado Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, we 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 actually ended up uh, checking out Glacier, which is an amazing national park. Yeah, yeah. we were there a little late though, because we it was like October, I think, and some of the stuff was already shut down because of snow. Wow. Actually, the last three days of our hike, we got snowed on. Really up in Canada, I was glad to get out of there because I didn't want to like get like trapped yeah (laughs) with like really deep snow because i didn't have like snowshoes or anything you know yeah but i had some warm weather gear so but yeah it i mean it it's an amazing experience like it was very life-changing for me to where just the solitude of nature and like i feel like god really spoke to me out there like i had a bible with me and i was just reading reading the Bible and like I had a lot of like just time to think about things and uh, being out there like I feel like there's so many distractions in life like just day in day out random things and it just had a I had a lot of opportunity to like just reflect on my life and on myself and everything else and it kind of gave me it gave me that sense that I'm like, man, I really need to help other people. Like, cause I'm kind of a selfish human being <laughs> right now. Like, you know, I was helping other people at the Ritz, like, you know, with their vacation so they could have a great vacation. But I felt like I needed to like do something that really impacted people's lives more. And that's when I like kind of decided like kind of going towards the medical field and Actually, when I was out there, we had a, we were like camping at kind of like a 
populated place. And uh, I was reading, that day I was reading uh, Matthew 20, 22 here, and you guys have probably heard it. It's like the golden rule, but this is like from the Bible. And it says, and, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depends all the law and the prophets. So I was reading that and actually went to sleep that night. And, like, I had this, like, crazy dream where, like, I kind of, like, was hearing this. And I woke up, and, like, there's this kid saying, help, 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 like, in the middle of the night. I'm like, what is going on, you know? And, like, the selfish part of me was like, man, I'm so warm right now in my <laughs> sleeping bag. Like, I don't want to get out. But then I was like, then I like heard, like I, I like audibly, I, I, I don't know if I was like half asleep, but like I audibly heard like, you know, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And I was like, man, I got to go freaking help this kid, you know, like I better get up. And I ended up, like, searching for, like, a long, long time, like, with my headlamp, and I was never able to find, like, I kept screaming out, and, like, nobody was, like, responding, right? And uh, I just feel like it was, like, God, like, telling me, like, you need to, like, go and, like, do something that, like, helps and, like, help rescue people or, like, do something, and, like, that's how, like, ultimately I kind of got into the... EMT field because of that experience and come to find out <laughs> so this was at this place it was like a hot springs area so like people were coming from like there there was access outside of the PCT to get in there they could hike in or whatever it wasn't very far so it was kind of a populated area and people were like camping there you know and come to find out like I think it was a kid who was like taking taking mushrooms or something that was like freaking out <laughs> so he probably didn't respond after he was yelling help and I'm sitting there looking for this kid everywhere like but I do like feel like that was like kind of a life-changing you know experience for me and that in itself and then just like a lot of other things that were like reaffirmations that where I felt like God was speaking to me through like nature and everything with different occasions and different people I met and like coincident coincidences supposedly you know mm -hmm. I wouldn't call them that but I think they were like God inspired for sure but yeah so I don't know. That's kind of my story. Um, it was uh, anyone who's uh, interested in it, though. Like I'd say, just do it. Like honestly, I I probably never. The furthest I hiked before doing the trail was probably like ten miles. I never 
did any sort of backpacking or anything like prior to that like I mean I trained a little bit just like hiking with a backpack at the dunes or whatnot and like you know but it's not bad it's about to do it with all the you know that right kind of distance you get. but like yeah. I didn't have any prior like long distance hiking experience because there was like none really out here like where are you gonna hike to and like camp and like then hike more after that Around here, there's not a lot. No. I mean, unless yeah. you go out, like, way up into Michigan or Wisconsin or something. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I didn't have a lot of experience with it and kind of learned as I went and uh, did a lot of research. And it was uh, it was awesome, though. Yeah. So um, would you, um, if you had the chance, would you do it again or do a different trail? Mm-hmm. Oh, if if I would I do a different trail? Is that what you said? Yeah, like if you had the chance to just hypothetically, if that opportunity arose, where you're like, hey, you know, I have time off, you know, I want to do it again. I have a family now, but would there be a trail you would maybe do through again or no? I would honestly like one of the things I'd love to do is to do the John Muir Trail with my kids when they're a little bit older, because it'd be like two three weeks. Like you could do it during the summer when they're off of school. Um, eventually I'd definitely like to do the, I think it's the North, the Northwest trail. It goes through like, it starts in Montana and then goes through Idaho and Washington and ends like kind of by like the Olympic national park. It pretty much follows like the Northern border of the U S I'd love to do that someday, but if I could get to it <laughs> so so when we had talked originally about doing this episode you also mentioned that you had like a bucket list yeah yeah so the bucket list uh which kind of goes in theme with yeah later uh so episodes. there's yeah I heard you guys talking about bucket lists and I was like yeah I might as well write mine down because <laughs> uh, eventually I'd like to do them uh, so you guys heard of like Zion National Park yeah. in Utah? It's an amazing place. Um, I never, I would love to hike. It's called the Subway. You should look up pictures of it. It's amazing. Um, the Subway or the Narrows, it's called. Um, and then like if I was there, I never ended up actually hiking Angel's Landing. You guys mm-hmm. ever seen that? Mm-mm. It's like a... It's like a narrow, narrow rock that like juts out of Zion. Is that the one where they have like the poles like posted in? And they yeah, oh, there's like a that. yeah, there's like yeah. a chain that you like. Hang on. Gra- yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, floating the Grand Canyon on a raft would be pretty awesome. Oh yeah. Um, scuba diving in Roatan, Honduras. It's like a pretty cheap scuba diving trip you could do. Um, Have you ever heard of the Aut route? It's like H A U T E. Mm -mm. No. So it's like a trail that goes from Chamonix, France, to Zermatt, Switzerland. I think it's like a hundred and some miles through like the Swiss Alps. Oh, that'd be cool. And then it like finishes. Have you ever heard of the Matterhorn? Yeah. Like it's like a 
famous mountain out there that people climb. But it goes through, like, some amaz- amazing uh, scenery and everything. And, like, I don't know if it's – I haven't researched a ton of it, but there's a lot of, like, cabins and, like, huts that are, like, up on the very, very tops of peaks that you could stay in. And they'll cook meals for you. So you, like, basically hut – hike hut to hut <laughs> and it might i don't know it might take like 10 15 days or something that sounds awesome though. Yeah. yeah i mean it's kind of like the pristine hiking you yeah. know like yeah. where you get catered to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe when i get a little older yeah. <laughs> <Go on> in. <laughs> right bougie hiking um a couple others here i guess uh hit, have you ever heard of a Via Ferrata? You gotta look that. You gotta look that one up. Those are pretty cool. In Telluride, Colorado, they have a Via Ferrata, which it's like they basically like make ladders and different things, so you like are hanging off of peaks, and you work your way through. It's like an obstacle course on the side of a mountain. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, 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 I pulled it up right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks cool, but I guess if you don't like heights, <laughs> you don't recommend it. Um, and then uh, they got a mountain bike trail that it's like a single track trail that goes from Durango to Moab. Mm-hmm. And Moab's in Utah, Durango's like Colorado, but it it's also like a hut to hut type of place where like they have cabins every time and they're like fully furnished with food and everything Mm -hmm. and so you might like ride your bike like 20 30 miles and then you end like at a hut oh that sounds really cool i think it takes like a week to do it and you go through like the rockies like i mean you're you're going like up and down peaks and stuff on a mountain bike yeah there was people i saw when i was out in colorado they uh at pike's peak they were like mm-hmm. they would start like with their bikes all the way down at the bottom, and they would just ride them all the way to the top. They're and probably just, in amazing shape. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, man, you go. <laughs> I don't know if I said it right, but the the Pacific Northwest Trail is the one that goes from Montana to Washington. If I were to do another one, that was what it would be. And what was the time frame on that one again? The Pacific Northwest Trail, uh, that would be like, that would take a long time. It's like 1,200 miles. But the John Muir one is the one you might be thinking of. It was like. No, I just wonder what the time frame was. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like a long, long long hike. Yeah, that would take you quite a while. I think the Pacific Crest Trail was like 2,600 miles, but this one's. Yeah, so. Maybe take like three months. Yeah. Something like that. But, uh, and then, yeah, I'd love to, I've always wanted to visit New Zealand. That's kind of my bucket list. Yeah. See some kiwi. Yeah. Some yeah. <laughs> the kiwi are cool, man. <laughs> I lived with a couple when I was out in Colorado. They're, they're fun people. <laughs> so what would be like number one on that list? Like, if you had one choice off that list, which one would you do? Man. Hmm. I'd have to say the the John Muir Trail with my kids because it would involve them. Mm -hmm. It'd be – 
I feel like it would get them kind of inspired in, with nature and everything. Yeah. Because all they, I mean, I took my kids out to Colorado, two of them, when they were, like, really little, but they barely remember it. I mean, I feel like f- all they really know is this area, yeah. which it's going to blow their mind when they <laughs> see what's out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's more like, than just wow. a gas in a bank. <laughs> <laughs> You mean there's more than cornfields? <laughs> what? What is this? <laughs> there's no so, steel mills. Plus, like, I mean, you probably, I'm sure that will leave an impact on your kids, obviously, like you said, with, yeah. you know, maybe inspiring them with nature, but also something to look back on that they did with you. Right. So. And, like, not, I feel like it would, like, kind of help them realize that we got it made here and, you know, not to take things for granted, for sure. Absolutely. And actually, I forgot to tell you guys that um, I ran into two different film crews while I was out there, um, which randomly we ran into a National Geographic really? film crew. They were they were actually, like, videotaping some girl hiking the trail, and, like, it's, it's actually out it, it came out a while ago, but because um, I think it, what did I do it in two thousand nine? But yeah, it's a it's like a National Geographic on the Pacific Crest Trail, and uh, the other one we didn't we weren't like filmed on that one, but we ran into the crew, and then on another time we like kept running into this other crew. It was just like a couple people, and like we're like yeah, it's cool. They're like can we interview you, you know? And like, we're like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, thinking nothing of it. And just, like, within the last, like, five years or so, the, the film is on, like, Amazon streaming. Really? <laughs> really? I'm like, so you have an interview I'm like, on Amazon? Whoa, wow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it might have been before Amazon was even streaming anything. It might not have even been around. What's the name of the documentary? <laughs> it's called uh, Six Million Steps, A Journey Inward. And then there's actually another documentary called, this one's about the John Muir Trail. Like, it, it'll kind of show, like, really good scenery, too. It's a mile, mile and a half, it's called. It's a cool one. And if you want to get really inspired by, like, an adventurer, there's a movie on YouTube called, or a documentary on YouTube called Chasing Bubbles. It's about a guy that, like, sails around the, the world like a couple times, I think, and really? like, yeah, it was just really cool. Like he was like he worked in like Wall Street, and he's like, you know what? Screw this, I'm done. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go sail the world. Like that's awesome. Had no sailing experience or anything, and like just got up and went and like <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> ran into random people. And they joined his boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That was good stuff, Absolutely. but what else? Uh, dude, I mean, overall, that sounds like a, a really dope experience. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I, I definitely am inspired to try this John Mayer trail now. Yeah, you it's, should, man. It sounds amazing, um, but your whole experience in general just sounds just enlightening, really. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. You, you actually asked me about a terrifying moment or whatever, yeah. too. So not on the PCT, 
I had this, but I actually almost died. I had a, an experience uh, early on. I moved out to Colorado, didn't have a lot of mountaineering experience or anything, and uh, I was uh, I was hiking a peak that was like fourteen thousand or thirteen thousand foot, and it's like a it's called Grizzly Peak, and I ended up like deciding to do it kind of all by myself and I was like yeah you know I can make it up there or whatever like I'll hike up and I wasn't really prepared didn't like know exactly what I was doing my my head was kind of bigger than what what I was experienced to do but anyways I ended up like I think I had to hike like several miles from the trail to get to this peak and I started going up and it's like snow covered so I was post holing like making my holes up going up and uh, it started getting like a little bit like colder and like a little bit later like further than what I what I thought it was gonna be you know it took longer and I'm getting up on the top of the mountain I'm like oh sweet like you know I was enjoying it for a little bit and then I started trying to go back down and everything was turned into ice like everything in there, like cliffs and all kinds of stuff like around, you know? So I'm like, shoot, I gotta find like a different way down here. Like, so, and I didn't have like ice axe, crampons, nothing like that. Like I was new, kind of newer to the mountains, you know? Mm -hmm. And all I had was a rain jacket and rain pants. Like I didn't have any warm weather type of stuff. So I'm like, I'm like get walking around and I ended up like kind of like getting stuck in this area where because everything was like turning into ice and I was stuck on this little cliff and it was like I don't know like five by five or like something like that maybe like ten by ten little cliff and I was like man like how am I gonna get out of here you know like and I like started getting dark, put on my headlamp, and my headlamp starts, like, getting low. Like, oh, crap, like... (laughs) I'm fucked. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) I start, I start getting cold and everything, and it was, like, wet, too, because, like, there's still, like, snow, like, kind of, like, water dripping down on me and stuff, so I'm sitting there, and I, like, I start getting so cold that I'm, like, I got to just warm up. So I, I built like a I built like a little um wall around me of rocks to like try to keep the wind down. And then I was doing sit-ups. I was just kept doing sit-ups all night long to try to like stay warm enough. And I ended up starting hallucinating, which was insane. Like everything was like getting crazy on me so I'm sitting there hallucinating on the side of the mountain like trying to stay calm (laughs) but like it was like I just like prior to that like I was like praying and you know like just like you know I was kind of in a state where I was like you know what like if I have to die here like I'm kind of like I'm kind of happy with my life so far, yeah, I'm going to, like, this was before I was married and had kids, and I'm, like, you know, I'll miss my family, whatnot, but, like, I'm, like, 
was at the point to where I was like, I felt like if I have to go, like it's a cool way to go, I guess. No pun intended. (laughs) But I know where I'm going to be. Like I'll be in such a better place after I'm gone because of like my faith in in Christ. Because I know like that, you know, having faith in him, you'll, you know, he's going to save you and you'll go to heaven. So like, I just, it was weird. Like I'm sitting there like almost dying, but at the same point, like I had this like peace over me. I knew not to freak out. Obviously if you freak out, you're falling off of a mountain. Yeah. So it was just like an amazing experience for me. And it ended up like, I actually like, I had this thing with me that was like, it's called a spot. So you, like, hit it, and it, like, sends an emergency, like, alert or whatever to people. And uh, somehow, I think my parents got it or something. So, like, they thought I was, like, dead for a while because, like, whoever they were talking to from the spot, they're like, yeah, this is a really, really remote, like, really, like, um, gnarly like terrain or whatever telling them like we can't rescue him right now like because it, it was like showing me on the side of the mountain and so I'm thinking like yeah someone, someone may like come like you know rescue me or whatever so like I started like looking at the stars and I'm like I was, like, thinking that it was, like, a helicopter coming in because they were, like, moving. (laughs) (laughs) But it turns out, like, my my parents somehow, or, like, the sheriff came and he, like, found my car out there, like, at the trailhead. And then he, like, went to where I was living. And my buddy, and he, like, notified my buddies. And a couple of my buddies ended up, like, hiking out to come get me. Really? And, like, I slowly, like, start seeing this, like, little, like, light. Like, they were really far, you know, far away. But, like, by the time they, like, got all the way up to, like, the base of the mountain, it was the the light. It was already light. So, like, <laughs> I made it throughout the entire night, like, kind of doing sit-ups and staying warm and, like, praying and everything else. And, like, they, uh, so they got up and they're, like, what in the world, you know, like, (laughs) so, like, I was able to, like, hike right down when they got there, because the snow, like, already, like, you know, it wasn't, like, completely frozen anymore, and, yeah, it was, it was a crazy experience. No, no, no. so I was probably, like, freaking insane when they saw me. Yeah. (laughs) What is wrong with this kid? How long do you think you were out there for? Oh, like the, when you got stuck. Um. Well, I mean, whenever nightfall is. Say what? In 10 until hours. the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy, and like just going back on that, like though, like I mean, that gave me. That was like kind of somewhere around. I don't know exactly when that happened with the PCT or whatnot, but like those two experiences experiences really like impacted my life from there because like just like thinking about it that um I could have died like anybody could die 
right? Mm -hmm. Like, it really, like, opened my eyes. I know, like, as, like, EMS providers, we know people die all the time. Like, it could happen very easily. But it's just something that if you're not in that profession or you don't see that all the time, people don't think about that, really. Like, I mean, some people are freaked out about dying or whatnot, but, I mean, it just, like, reaffirmed things for me that, like, one of the ultimate things in life that really boils down to it is, like, what you believe in. Like, I feel like, you know, coming from, you know, having a Christian upbringing and, like, you know, reading the Bible, the entire Bible, like, knowing that if you put your faith in him, he'll save you. And it's, like, blatantly clear. People don't completely understand, you know, people take it out of context context all the time but Christianity is the only thing that the only religion that really gives that you don't have to do something to make it into heaven like everything else like you have to do all these things and make it into heaven that way but Christianity is so easy I mean it's God said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So it's, I mean, from the beginning, Adam and Eve, they've, they, uh, so they sinned, and it says in the Bible, in Romans, it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So because of this, God's perfect. Like, it says in the Bible that we're all going to go to hell if we don't believe, because for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life with him. And it's such an easy concept that, you know, God, by having faith in Jesus that he died on the cross and rose again for our sins, knowing that he'll wash you white as white. White as snow, it says. All your sins are forgiven, and you're going to be able to make it into heaven because of that. And it's just an amazing thing to think about. It puts you at, like, that ultimate peace in life to know, like, I'm saved. I'm gonna, one day I'm going to be in a better place. This is an amazing place for sure, but there's hardships. There's all kinds of, you know, struggles for sure. But it's just... Uh, I, that's the one thing that if I could challenge anybody is to like just seek out seek seek spirituality in the Bible like ask God to reveal himself to you because he will he ultimately will and that's the one thing that if you could do that in life it's ultimately gonna change your life in the future it's because it says that our time on life is like a breath. It appears for an instant and then it's gone. Compared to eternal life, I mean, if you could be in an amazing place that, I mean, God made this for everybody. The nature and beauty is amazing. But if he made that for everybody, he says he makes a place for you in heaven. I mean, how how awesome is that going to be when you get to heaven? So... 
But one of the other things I wanted to say too, though, uh, is uh, one of the things that kind of people kind of skew about Christianity is they think, well, I'm a good person. Like, I'll make it into heaven. I do good, you know. But one of the one of the verses says, "For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing; it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no man can boast." So it's not by what we do; it's by having that faith in Christ. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And that's clear cut what the Bible says. Um, so, and it says, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So, I would just challenge anybody who's listening to just reach out and pray to God that, you know, because he will reveal himself to you, guaranteed. So, but, yeah. Sorry I went on a rant there, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's so important and like that experience in my life and you know knowing that anyone could die anytime I mean it's just that could be the most important thing that you do in life so that's the awesome. fragility of it yeah, yeah. that's awesome <laughs> yeah, well thank you for sharing that and thank yeah. you for sharing those experiences yeah absolutely no problem so, I think it should oh. definitely inspire some people to yeah either get out there or yeah. you know hopefully maybe find something along the way to, you know, change their life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So with that, everything we talked about today, um, now that we have the website up, we're going to have in the article that will have yeah. the link to this episode, we'll have all of um, – Jay was kind enough to bring uh, documents and, and facts and everything really we've talked about today. Um, so we'll have that in there for everyone to reference um, and take a look at as well as kind of like a supplemental – um, part of the podcast so is there anything Thanks. anything we missed dustin no <laughs> yeah, just, thank you guys Man, Jay, sure. yeah that was, I, I this was, was incredible yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. it's awesome you were able to do that you know that's a big accomplishment yeah and i'm glad you know it changed your life you know in a very positive direction for you and yeah I, thanks for awesome. having me it was, it's been a pleasure <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so with that um just check out our social media and you know check out the page and stay tuned for the next episode <laughs>